welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about boarding schools in Nigeria. So I believe that uh, most Africans by now know this name, Deborah Okezie, the mother of Don Davis, who is, I believe, 11 years old, who was sent, uh, Deborah sent her son to school, a deeper life school. Um, and the boy went to school as a chubby kid. And then after, I think, a term, she, she just had started having nightmares about him and went to his school to try go see him and see how he's doing to make sure that there was nothing wrong. And she got there and it took her almost three hours to have access to her son. And when she finally saw him, he was a totally different kid that, you know, she saw there as opposed to the child that she sent to school as a chubby child. And she had to pay a lot of money for school fees. She saw her skinny child and took him to the car and he was a shadow of himself. He was scared. He wasn't looking well. She found out that he had been, you know, beaten up. Uh, he'd been so badly beaten up because according to them, he wet the bed and then they moved him to a hostel, another, another, uh, hostel where the senior students were. And they not only beat him and bully him there, the the worst nightmare of every parent is when your child tells you especially your son tells you that he's been sodomized they stuck their fingers and different things into his um, anus and that is such a hideous thing we saw the video of him sitting in his in the kitchen and he wasn't even able to express himself properly and then when they were about to take him to the hospital he couldn't walk properly. They got to the hospital and the doctors um, confirmed his story about being sodomized, which is the scariest thing for any parent. And through it all, the mother kept recording videos, doing live videos on Facebook, and it went viral. She was then invited, you know, to I think the secretary general's office or something. Um, um, I think so, yeah. And she met parents there who threatened her. Uh, one of the parents of the boys who were accused of sodomizing Don Davis actually brought out his belt and said he was going to strike her with it. Of course, it's Africa and things like that are seen as normal. Whereas even a threat without doing anything in other parts of the world, the man would be arrested for that threat. And then she was bullied into taking down the video. The concern for the government at that time was not to fix the problem or for justice to prevail, but it was for her to take down the video because they were getting embarrassed since it went viral and everybody was talking about it. That for me was crazy. And after that, they tried to seize her phone. And then recently we just found out that and a doctor from, from somewhere, from another hospital, actually went to the hospital where Don Davis was being treated and attempted to take his blood sample for reasons best known to them. Uh, he said he was helping them, you know, wanted to give him an injection or something. I don't know. It, it's just very crazy the way sometimes our countries can, can just act like there's no law, can act like everyone is crazy, you know? 
it bothers me and i've been one person who's been speaking out against injustice especially to children and women i've seen a lot of uh, uh, conspiracy videos i've seen a lot of derogatory videos trying to condemn what uh, deborah Okazia has done by by they some say her behavior is in question and i'm like are you are you nuts if i was a mother i would feel even worse than than that woman i would say worse i would go crazy like who would hear that her child is going through this and not want to be out there every day she's been threatened as well and she kept saying if anything happens to me i know i fought a good fight i fought for my son i would do that every mother would do that it's only a crazy person who doesn't know what it takes to parent a child that would not understand why the woman is in pain i don't care what she says or does it is wrong and justice must prevail and i know they're going to court soon i'm saying all of this and 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 just to give you a backstory about um what's been happening and why i want to bring this topic up again because some time ago i made a video a few years ago and i posted it and a lot of people didn't understand why i would say what i said but i still stand by what i said i do not think that boarding school is for children i'm sorry i'm gonna say it again i do not believe that boarding school is for children whatever you want your children to learn you can teach them at home you want them to learn to make their beds you want them to learn to make their own breakfast you want them to learn to wash their own clothes you want them to learn to read independently you want them to live an independent life you can teach them at home come on why would you why would we why do we do this in, in our country in our continent why should we send children to boarding school the ages at which we send them to boarding school are the times where they need to be with us their parents they need to be with family the things that their minds are open to the things that they should learn their formative years should be at home with the family in fact I always have suggested and still suggesting that boarding school should be for the last year of high school, which is secondary school, senior secondary school. The last year, a whole year should teach you how to be independent, to prepare you for college. Because when you get to college, then you move to your dorm. That's fine. But what do you need more than one year to prep you for that for? What do you need that for? Why send our children there when we don't know what's happening to them, what they're eating, the hygienic level, the people that they're going to be sleeping in the same uh, bunk beds with, how they're going to be bullied, who's going to be touching them, what's going to happen. The fear, Don Davis's story should teach everyone that sometimes your kids may be going to crazy stuff, but they're too afraid to tell you because they have to go back to that school and face the perpetrators. How can you help them? How many schools are you going to move them to? Because this thing is happening in a lot of boarding schools and parents don't know. I'm telling you that if adults come out today and tell you their experiences when they were in high school, when they were in secondary school, if they tell you half the experiences, I'm sure a lot of parents today will faint. I'm telling you, they will faint. I've had, I've tried to be in boarding school and it didn't work because from the time I was a kid, my father taught us to have minds of our own and he taught us about justice. If you see that something is not right and you're being treated in a very funny way, speak out, tell me, and I'll do something about it. Don't hide it. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they do to you. I don't care who they are. If they tell you, if you tell your father, I'm going to do this, tell them, fine, tell me and we'll see who will do what. My father always told me that. When I was in, in junior secondary school, which is in um, junior high, 
no, not junior high. It was just in, this was even middle school. Yeah, in America, they'll call it middle school. In Nigeria, they'll call it junior secondary school. I was in GSS 1. And I tried to be in boarding school. After three weeks, I packed my stuff. I went home and I told my dad, it ain't working. It is not working. It was an all-girls school. And I said, no, the bullying is too much. The things that they expect me to do, the people that I'm supposed to serve, that's not why I'm going to boarding school. I'm, I, I, I wasn't, they didn't pay my school fees. They didn't pay my boarding school fees because you're paying school fees and you're paying boarding because you have to pay for boarding school. I'm paying all of this to go and serve other people. I'm paying school fees. You are paying school fees, but because you're in a higher class than I am or you're older than I am, I'm coming there to serve you. No, I'm coming there to learn. I'm coming there to live a different life, to learn to be independent. I, but you expect me to serve you. I'm going to get water for you in a bucket. I'm going to clean your room. I'm going to do your bed. I'm going to do your laundry. I'm going to iron your clothes and make sure everything is set. I'm going to bring your food from the cafeteria to you because you have chosen me as your school daughter. Madness. Madness, I call it. We just send our children to boarding school to go and be servants, to go and be maids to other people. And instead of focusing on their, in, on their work in school, they are focusing on, on impressing whoever is in charge of them. Like they own your kids in boarding school and you don't even know. And I couldn't take it. I'm not one of those children who will sit down and take it and be scared. I was never scared. Three weeks, I packed my stuff and went home. And I told my dad, I'm not going back. I'm sorry I wasted your money, but I'm not going back. Trust my father. He says, if it's that bad and it's not working out, forget it. I tried it again, two years after, same thing. After one term, I even tried, I stayed one term. After one term, I said, this is it, I'm not doing it. Same experience. Not only will people try to touch you, they make you their servants and their maids, they turn you into something that you're not. You don't even eat well. They say you have a, a house mother, that's what they call it. You have a matron. Oh my goodness, they don't do nothing. They are bribed. Most of them, I'm not saying this happens in every single school, but majority of them, and let's be honest, those of us who went to school in Africa, who went boarding school, we know what these things are. We know what I'm saying. I tried it yet again. It still didn't work. Three weeks max and I'm out. After the third time, I said, this is not for me. And I told my parents, okay, now you know, I'm not one of those. So I hope you understand when I say this is not working. And I didn't, I refused. Luckily, luckily enough for me in university, I didn't have to be in, do in, in, board, in boarding. I didn't have to stay in the dorm. I didn't have to hire a place. I didn't have to rent a place. I didn't have to stay in school. I would go every day. So instead of four years, I ended up doing five years of, of a degree course. Because I was married, I started having children, and I was working. There was no way I could be in the dorm. Because it's not for me. It's not for everybody. It doesn't make you irrelevant. It doesn't make you dumb. It doesn't make you scattered. It doesn't mean that you're not tidy or you're not disciplined. No, far from it. Very far from it. So explain to me again why there's a need for boarding school. Like I said, last year in high school or last year in secondary school, fine. Let that prep you for college. That's more than good enough. That's my opinion. Africans, please listen. Our children are dying in, in silence. Our children are dying in silence and a lot of children will not be able to speak up. Don't let your child become a Don Davis, please. But justice must prevail in this case. It has to prevail in this case because enough is enough. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email excusemyafrican at gmail.com or visit the website excusemyafrican.com for more details. Remember to stay positive 
and give love.